0: Stay tuned for Love Talk with Evelyn Davison and Kathy Enderbach. Love Talking today with Edna Stout and Linda Chandler. Today's topic, Building Bridges for Godly Leadership.
1: road. Call 444-5555. That's 444-5555. Ellis and Salazar. Fixing your auto problems and needs with a happy face and the best professional touch. From inspiration
2: to insurance and protection, all for serving the Lord Jesus. We all need insurance. Why not work with an agent that understands the biblical principle of protection and risk management to ensure your family's future? Ray and Justin Garner are Christian business professionals who will put a Christian perspective on your insurance and inspiration. Needs for auto, home, life, business, health, boat, motorcycle, RV, and dental, and church protection needs. Ray, Justin, and Luana can be reached at 626 4880 or 986 4944 for church protection, personal protection, and business protection. Ray and Justin are independent Texas businessmen that have dedicated their lives and business to the advancement of spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ through Austin Triad Ministries. Call Ray Garner Insurance Agency and ask for Ray
3: At 334-7300. They provide sales and service on all major brands from professionals you can trust. So big jobs or little jobs, it doesn't matter. Call CASA at 334-7300.
0: You're listening to Love Talk with Evelyn Davison here at The Bridge 1120 KTXW. Today's Christian Talk.
4: Good morning. (laughs) This is Evelyn Davison in the studio today here in the beautiful city of Cedar Park, Texas. And we are going to be talking today about raising the level of godly leadership with some very powerful uh, godly women leaders today. And my, you know, if I had a drum, I'd do a drum beat today. You know why? Why is that? Because our friend Kathy is back, and she gets us set up. So welcome, Kathy. We're so glad you're back home.
5: I'm so happy to be back on the radio with you, Evelyn, and just even spending time with you. And what an incredible topic we have for my first day back after being gone all summer, having uh, Judge Stout and Reverend Chandler, who we're going to introduce in just a minute in the studio with us. It's been a busy summer. I feel like I've packed probably five summers' worth of activity into the last two and a half months. Looking forward to the upcoming school year with the kiddos. It's been a fun time.
4: Well, we surely have missed you, and uh, we really missed you uh, when we had the Parade Across Texas thing. We're going to talk a little bit about that today, but let's go ahead and introduce our guest. I want to introduce a very, very special friend. It's Judge Edna Stout. She is the Cedar Park. She has courtroom in Cedar Park, and she's a Williamson County Justice. And her husband Randy is a longtime friend as well, and she's a mother and grandmother. And what she does apart from making people behave themselves, Kathy, is uh, getting them out of trouble. Is uh, once a month we have a prayer alliance in her courtroom, and we do that the first Tuesday of the month. And she was the original. National Day of Prayer Coordinator here in the city of Cedar Park. And so welcome, Edna. We're so happy to have you here. Oh, it's great
6: to be here, Evelyn, with you and Kathy both. It's been a great summer and lots of great things are happening. And I, too, attended that prayer at the Capitol. It was an awesome day.
5: I'm so excited to be able to spend this time with you and missing the prayer train across, across Texas. I, I read through all the emails. I've looked at all the amazing things that happened on the day and um, following Following that special day, I look forward to being able to chat with you guys about that um, this morning. And I have the privilege of introducing Reverend Linda Chandler, um, pastor of Austin Brethren Church, married to the wonderful Gary Chandler, superintendent of Copeland Schools, mother of three boys.
7: Absolutely. So but I have you've the, got the girls. I have I've the three the girls.
5: That's right. And founder of Host Ministries and author of a new book, which we were discussing this morning, so excited about. And um, Judge Stout said, I'm going to read that book for a second time. So you've already read it all the way through. You're going to read it a second time. I'm looking forward to it. And that is The Gates of Redemption, a personal testimony that is couched in the character of God. Such an incredible book. And thank you for sharing your personal testimony in a very meaningful way
7: we look forward to talking with you more about that thanks Kathy I'm excited to be here and I'm excited to be with Judge Stout she's a long time friend of mine also and uh, I just it's a privilege always to be on this radio show with these wonderful women I, I tell <laughs> you they're so like sweet. God's
4: sunshine <laughs> God's sunshine now, that's a new one Kathy I like
0: it uh,
4: I like that too well just say and I'm going to call you Judge Edna because you've been a long time friend absolutely we 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 did a lot of work in the Leander Chamber Mm -hmm. of Commerce together years and years ago. We did, and as I said, you were the first NDP coordinator for Cedar Park area. And Mm -hmm. what we want to build a case today for life. Uh, as a godly leader, mm-hmm. what was life like for you in your growing up years uh, with your family? Well, without exposing
6: my age, life growing up in my family, my dad was a veteran of World War too. My mother grew up on a ranch in Goldwaite, and they married. They met during the war and married and lived there in Austin. That's where I was raised. And Austin was college town. And we went to church on Sundays. My dad, after losing friends and family in the war, he wanted nothing more than to just enjoy his family and take the benefits of what those sacrifices were for. So we played a lot, went to the lake a lot, learned to ski, and our friends at school uh, did the same. Uh, most all of my friends there were married. Their families were intact. Some of those had also lost dads and grandfathers in the war. And uh, we had church. We had prayer from the speakers on in school when we started school every morning we had a word of prayer over the PA system that's what we did life was very wholesome and very good and lots of fun at that time
5: you know I love hearing about the incredible legacy um from these godly men who have served in our military, and I uh, saw a billboard the other day, and it said, um, "All have sacrificed some. Some have sacrificed all. all." And I love, you know, hearing that you're a child who grew up under a man who served so faithfully and with such courage and bravery, and to see the legacy that was left behind and what what you've done with that is incredible. Yeah. Well, my dad
4: also was. Uh, Mm, in World War II, mm-hmm. and uh, it literally uh, tore our lives apart because we had to move from where we lived to where my grandparents lived. My mom had never worked a day in her life, mm-hmm. and it was really hard, And uh, but it, it was a time in my life when I sought, answers to the issues of life and so you know we certainly want to say thank you to all those veterans absolutely not many of them left now but you know even from there down to where we have those patriots that are serving today well Well, we want to ask um, miss linda over here
5: what that was like for her (laughs) reverend chandler well let's just say linda
7: okay linda i can do that i can do that you know that's better anyway
5: and so growing up, what was what was life like and, and as you, you go through that, can you tell us a little bit of reflection of maybe how America has changed for you or what changes mm-hmm. you've seen in America in Texas, you know, growing up through the years?
7: Well, I I, I grew up with a mom and a dad. I was first born. They were very young. They got married right out of my mom out of high school. My dad was in the Navy, so he served during the Korean uh, conflict. But um, I just, I grew up just with a lot of extended family, both grandparents around, lots of family, uh, picnics. Mm-hmm. We didn't have a lot of money, but we went to the beach. I was in Corpus Christi, so ours was go to the beach, fish, bring in the fish, spent many afternoons with my dad and then my brother out on a pier. Um, if, and it just was a very idyllic, uh, family life, very connected in family. Um, church, I think maybe this is the beginning of some things that we're thinking about. My mom was raised in a very, very strong uh, family of faith. Uh, my dad, not as much, although my, later I would have to say my grandparents were very faithful on that side. But he was a little bit conflicted, so he didn't always go to church with us. But my mom saw that we went to church, and so I was a cradle Christian. I didn't know anything but loving Jesus and loving family, and so it was very idyllic. I think, though, for me, if I look back, I, that's where I see starting to split because the church is not, as I take over church today, it is not the same as when I went to church as a child on um, Sunday school and, you know, mission and all of those things. Um, it's kind of different today, and that's the beginning of the challenges for us as people of faith.
4: Judge Dow, how has it changed in, your, in culture in your lifetime?
6: Well, we've seen the exclusion of God out of the schools, which is the major Mm -hmm. issue. Uh, No longer could you pray in school, hold your Bible in school. I mean, it got to where those things were challenged and and eliminated. And that was a major difference. And, of course, that has ripples throughout entire society everywhere you go because you're raising generation after generation who has not been taught to respect God. And so that's been a major issue in that. Uh, And then, you know, my children and grandchildren, they see their friends all from broken families Yes, uh, we knew very few if any broken families growing up and today it is not unusual to have broken families that is the norm the norm is the family that is together so with the divorce rate so many children don't have what you talked about that continuity exactly. that family they have so many broken families and broken more than once to a great degree sometimes it's been broken either through death or divorce several times and so the family unit has been so destroyed and I thank God for those families that stayed together and and work through those problems and and make that commitment that no matter what we go through we're gonna get through this to the other side because believe me the benefits are are great and the, the destruction of the family is the biggest thing we have that is I've seen.
5: And you know, um Judge Stout I love how you you know when you started initially talking about all the the families who lost fathers and brothers uh, from the war. And I I would say those are broken families if you lost a father. But here's the difference. Those families did not stay broken. And I think what we're seeing, um, and I think Reverend Chandler, or (laughs) Linda, this comes back to what you were saying as well, is that um, we're seeing that lack of togetherness. We're seeing the, the brokenness continuing Rather than taking what you have, pulling together those pieces, and beginning to spend time together in community, we're seeing an increased fracturing of because that family Because there's unit. no
7: faith. Mm. That, that's what I would say. There is no faith to glue the family together. There's no Jesus in the center. There's no God in the center. And therefore, you have nothing to gather your community around. There's no, no healing there and that—that's the issue that I draw with, uh, deal with every day, and so there, our moral compass is gone. The world is taking, trying to take our moral compass away from us, which keeps us on target. Well, the
6: divorce in the family is uh, doesn't uh, exclude Christians. The Christian community has just as many divorces Absolutely. as well, and so it's a lack of that commitment to that family. I agree. Now, we did a fatherless generation co- uh, conference back years ago. Uh, And I was on, and we did a program. And, again, it talked about how when we changed the laws to where they were no-fault divorce, to where, Mm -hmm. and that was in my lifetime, used to you had to give a good reason to a judge. You had to show unfaithfulness on the part of the spouse in order to get your divorce. Otherwise, the judge would expect you to work out your problems. No-fault divorce came in, and now it's like, well, if we just can't get along, judge grant the divorce. And that was a major shift in our world.
7: I agree with that. That is also part of it.
4: You know, we do have some needs uh, in Texas, in America today, and and we're going to be talking about some of those. But one of the greatest needs I see today is that we don't have enough godly leaders like you, Edna, and like you, uh, Linda. We need people that stand on the Constitution and on the faith of our patriots that came before us. And we, we're we living with unsafe borders today, you know, for families and communities as well as the state or our nation. And um, we've got a lot of political divisiveness uh, in our nation because when you separate yourself from the plan of God, then you're going to have another plan that's going to bring destruction and despair and even depression. And so there are a lot of things that we've talked about, like fragmented families. And um, the evil and terror that's gripping life today is much like probably you experienced as a child with your dad, you know, in World War II and mine, because the fear of everything changing around you and the bottom falling out is devastating to children and it is devastating to families. We do need to take our break. We're going to talk about even in spite of problems or in spite of needs, we are blessed today and God is providing our canopy of blessing.
6: Mm -hmm.
1: Right after this, stay with us. road call 444-5555 that's 444-5555 ellison Salazar fixing your auto problems and needs with a happy face and the best professional touch
8: 512-258-0093 or www.timsmithlandscaping.com
0: You're listening to Love Talk with Evelyn Davison here at The Bridge 1120 KTXW today's Christian Talk.
4: Welcome back to Love Talk. We are in studio today with ooh my sweet sweet Kathy and the Brock Uh, who has been away all summer. And we're just so excited today, Kathy, that we have Judge Edna Stout with us and Reverend Linda Chandler. And we've Mm -hmm. been talking about some of the needs in America today. Mm -hmm. But we know that God is blessing because we have had a tremendous time recently uh, as we call uh, the state of Texas to prayer. Linda, let me ask you, what are you seeing really good that's, that's going across the state of Texas or America right now?
7: The prayer warriors, the canopy of prayer that's being raised up, which the power of prayer is direct communication with the God of of creation. And it's a, it's a, it's a flow back and forth. It goes up to God, but He brings it back down and answers. Saturday, uh, what I saw is that He, God is extremely able to bring people from all over the state of Texas. We had people from San Antonio up the road. We had, all kinds of uh, people there gather at the state capitol just by issuing out a call, but God's got to tap them on the shoulder and they came and i was I was really um, struck by how much each person came with a uh, something that God had given them to pray out into the atmosphere and as we sat in a time of prayer, Evelyn, as you gathered us in that circle and we begin to pray and then we listen to each other pray. You know, the Lord showed me that they were like living torches, uh, fires of his holiness, mm. and that they would leave that place and go to where back to where they were and to set fire of his holiness with this, this, this unction of prayer and to raise it up. And we're going to see change, good change. You know, I love
5: how the Lord is speaking to the hearts of so many. And we're talking 23,000 churches throughout Texas. And I... I personally georgetown also had an event down at san gabriel park and the the pictures that came out of that were just amazing and the testimonies are amazing and i love to see when you're talking about that canopy of prayer that canopy of blessing it's so easy to get our eyes lost on the problems and the needs and the challenges but to get our eyes fixed on god and to be still in that and to reach out to him in time of prayer it's amazing to see what he's doing with that
4: that oh is so absolutely. true, Kathy. And, and just how you and I had the privilege of going into the House of Representatives mm-hmm. that Saturday a couple of weeks ago That um, where the – Patriots Academy was there. Talk to us a little bit about these young people that were there that I spoke to and then you spoke to.
6: Absolutely. They uh, were 16 to 25 years of age, and the Patriots Academy gives them an opportunity to walk through the structure of government. They elect their own governor. They elect their reps, and they pass legislation, and they get an opportunity to see what it is like in that environment. And, you know, it's been leaders throughout our history that have stood up and said, our nation is in a crisis. We need to pray. Many of our presidents did that. Our, uh, ben Franklin, when we first uh, had the Constitutional Convention, they went in there and they said, We need to pray. We're at a, we're at a crossroads here we're at a crisis. And these young people who are going to take their strong sense of God and their commitment to their faith into the political process because that's where it needs to be you know when god says when the righteous lead the people prosper and when the ungodly lead we suffer and that is so very true so we need to take those people and those those young people were so encouraged and they were dressed in their suits and they were sitting in all the representatives chairs and they were hanging on the words of evelyn and i because they they appreciate those who have come before them and we were just so grateful to be there it was the awesome time
4: to see those young people One of the things that impressed me was the connection. Linda mentioned when we pray how we connect with God and with each other. But I was so astounded at how they, uh, because I was up there twice. I saw them in another situation. How they connected with each other Mm -hmm. and were so eager to know what they need to do and to be a part of what God's doing today. And so we do have a lot of wonderful things. What about you, Kathy? What do you see going on in in your world today that God's doing?
5: Well, I I see the youth, the really... raising up as you're talking about the patriot academy these are youngsters that are really just falling in love with the lord and having an incredible fire as you were talking about linda and even my own girls i I think um with this new age of spirituality and all like that the kids are starting to get it the christian kids are starting to get it this is not about religion this is about a personal relationship with christ jesus that is supposed to fill and overwhelm your spirit you're supposed to get to experience him fully and so Uh, I love that these kids, I see it happening in my kiddos. When we are spending time, uh, we went water rafting, and we were looking at all these beautiful mountains and canyons, and my oldest said, oh, Mom, this is so amazing. Look at what God created. And then, and it kind of chokes me up, she said, thank you, God. And I I just I love to see, I think, more and more of our youth are beginning to not just recognize God as creator, but then to respond to him personally and saying thank you and being grateful for that. So many things, I think, are of great encouragement. It is those kids getting in there and as adults, as encouraging them in that.
4: Well, one of the things that just impressed me, judged out, with the group that we spoke to mm-hmm. was their eagerness to listen. And my my message was very short. It was less than five minutes. And I said to them when I went to the podium, I have one message for you today. You are chosen. You are chosen. It comes from John 15:16, where Jesus said, you didn't choose me, but I chose you. And not only have I chosen you, but I have planted you. I have anointed you and appointed you to grow up like a tree and bear fruit in it. Your fruit might be lasting. When I looked at those young people, and I get real emotional about this, that is the fruit. Mm-hmm. Edna, of what your generation and my generation, because I'm older than any of you gals. Mm-hmm. We go back to where we look at our nation and we see all these breaks that have come through, mm-hmm. all these cracks in, in in the freedoms that we have, and, yeah. and they're, they're, they're dwindling. Some of our religious freedoms are dwindling. But I was really encouraged this week in that, at, uh, not this week, but two weeks ago, when Uh, We had the uh, prayer across Texas that at Fort Hood, we had five chaplains that called their people together. Five. And that's one of the battles that we're fighting right now. That's very true. But
6: that coming together is, is, and that what you what you referred to is that we are living in the generations of those before us that have planted those seeds of Christianity and, and the Bible. I mean, our, our nation was changed erratically at the, at the Sunday school movement swept our nation. And we are still reaping the benefits of that. When God says, you know, when you obey me, you will reap those blessings for generations to come. And when you don't obey me, then you'll reach those generations for come. And so we are still reaping the benefits of all those that, have gone before us that have sowed those seeds and have planted Christianity into our lives and we have the responsibility to do the same. And that is where it's fracturing and the church has to continue to plant those seeds of a commitment to God in order for our children and our grandchildren. I have nine grandchildren and I want all of them to benefit from a Christian world to where they have the freedoms to worship as they please. They have the freedom to walk and go as they would like to go. And that's the world that we want. Those people who died in in the resurrection the revolution and and they didn't do that for themselves they founded our country for their uh, the generations to follow
4: them and we have to do the same for the ones that follow us well that's that is encouraged because I know you're doing that and (laughs) Linda I know you're doing that
7: well I I I think that I I just want to add that even when you think that the seeds are what you've done or what you've taught your children um, because it 's not about any certain church you go to, we are the right. spiritual community of God here mm-hmm. on earth we 're the church right now, ladies sitting here at this table, are we not? Yes. But you look for that hope i 'm excited about what Kathy said about their children and her her girls and um, My son had an experience at work it, 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 every place you go is a mission field for God mm-hmm. and uh, someone was talking, a co-worker was talking about a, a child they'd seen on YouTube that had a really sad uh, life, but the parent put the child on YouTube because although she was deformed on the outside looking, she had a beautiful spirit and she was intelligent, and they were saying it's not what the whole YouTube was about. It's not what's on the outside, it's what's on the inside. But the co-worker said, well, I would have... I would have aborted that child so it didn't have such a hard time. And my son, when he was telling me the story, said, Mom, I said, but life is a gift. God gives that to us. And so he did his own little preaching. And for me as a mom, I thought he gets it. He gets it. Mm -hmm. That life is not always what we think it is, but it is a gift from God that we are to use for uh, the benefit of of others and, and, and speaking to that. So the whole point is that I see my seeds that I've been trying to Mm – tender and do and sometimes i don't think i do a great job as a parent they don't come with a manual no but then we get that glimpse like kathy was saying of her daughter saying thank you god and then my son really doing like a small mini kind of uh, testimony about god that it makes it all so worthwhile
4: you know it is amazing that the lord gives you these little portraits every once in a while our oldest son david has a mind like his dad then almost has a photographic memory and uh, just oh, four or five months ago, uh, David's pastor asked him um, if he could ask him a question. And David said, sure. They were just kind of missing down in the foyer. And he said, um, how come you didn't tell me who your mama is? And David looked at him and said, what do you mean? He said, why, didn't, why haven't you told me who your mother is? Mommy is? And then said, David said, well, my mother uh, is Evelyn Davidson. He said, I know that. Why didn't you tell me that? He said, well, I thought everybody knew my mother. <laughs> and so they laughed and then he asked David this question, what was life like for you growing up with a mama like you got? And you know what David said? It's, Psalms in the morning, it's Hebrews at lunch, and it's the New Testament and the Psalms and Hebrews again at bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And so, you know, every once in a while the Lord gives you a little break where mm-hmm. you see what seeds you've planted. The fruit. And it is and I know with Kathy being young and with her young children it's gonna be a great for us. Let's take our break. We're gonna come back, we're gonna talk about we're gonna shift gears a little bit. And we're gonna talk about what God's plan is for a time that has never changed, right after this.
8: 512-258-0093 or www.timsmithlandscaping.com.
3: George Christensen and his family at Casa Mechanical Services are longtime friends and sponsors for Love Talk, Love Walk. These Casa friends are professionals with more than 40 years experience in providing heating, air conditioning, plumbing, and electrical services in the Austin area. If your heating isn't heating, your cooling isn't cooling, or your drains aren't draining, well, then you need to call our friends at CASA at 334-7300. They provide sales and service on all major brands from professionals you can trust. So big jobs or little jobs, it doesn't matter. Call CASA at 334-7300.
0: You're listening to Love Talk with Evelyn Davison, here at The Bridge 1120 KTXW, Today's Christian Talk.
5: And welcome back to Love Talk on KTXW 1120 AM The Bridge. I'm Kathy Ndebrock studio today with Evelyn Davison and the amazing uh, Judge Edna Stout and Reverend Linda Chandler. And we are talking about um, godly leaders. And we've talked so much about praying across Texas this morning. And um, Evelyn, you went out. Um, I think teasing a little bit our listeners with God's plan for a time that has never changed and it seems that times keep on changing but there is a plan that God has had for a time and this plan has never changed and we find that in Ezekiel chapter 36 and he says that there is a day some day I will put a new heart into um, I will put a new heart and I'm just trying to find my, I'll put a new, new heart and a new spirit in you. I'll remove the stone heart from your body and replace it with a heart that's God-willed, not self-willed. I'll put my spirit in you and make it possible for you to do what I tell you and live by my commands. You will once again live in the land that I gave you. You will be my people and I will be your God. I love that plan that God has. And Linda, I was hoping that you could share with us a little bit about that today, and tell us what is happening in in in, in Israel. What is important in today's world, and how does that tie to back to what well, we were talking about in Ezekiel?
7: Well, of course, when this uh, is out on the radio today, we know that it, Israel has been in a major conflict with Gaza. But there's just so much that's not um, that we don't really see behind the scenes. I did just get back in May from uh, studying in Jerusalem, Um, and I studied at um, Yad Vashem, which is the uh, foundation for studies in the Holocaust, and so that that would never happen again. It was uh, they gathered, uh, selected 25 pastors from around the world to come to the institute to study for a week so that we would really understand the uh, roots of anti-Semiticism. And that also, but to understand that Israel... Has been as it has been rebirthed and reborn from World War II in 1948. It's a democracy. It is our only democracy in the Middle East, mm-hmm. and so they they have a, a love for all people. They, just like America, they're free to uh, do whatever that they need to do. But what the world doesn't understand because we just get this skewed picture of it is that they also have to protect their place. They have to protect. They have the right to protect. And so if people are lobbing things over at you, um, and I'm not saying anything against any one country, but if things started lobbing, uh, bombs and things started coming over here, we would have to defend ourselves. And so um, that's all I'm going to say about that because what I really want to say is that Israel and the Jewish people are our timepiece. They are the clock ticking. They are who God decided to tell his story, which Evelyn is the one that taught me that, his, Mm H-I-S, and then story, his story. History is told, the history of our, the birth of our spirituality. Jesus was a Jewish rabbi, but he was also the son of God. And so we're never going to get and We are rooted in that, and we come into that olive tree and that olive branch. Mm-hmm. So we must understand and we must stand uh, for God's people um, and and that uh, we pray for them, and we pray for God's purposes to be uh, Rightly done. It's a humbling thing.
5: You know, this is one of the things that I love about the United States and our history is that we have been always willing to stand for the right. It doesn't matter who um, opposes us. It doesn't matter if people throw words at us. It doesn't matter Mm -hmm. if they hate us. Mm -hmm. We will continue to stand for the right thing. And I just pray that the United States continues in this to stand for the right thing, to stand for God, to stand for this democracy in the Middle East, this one stability in the Middle East. And it was interesting when we were um, at the Capitol, the praying across Texas, we saw a major line drawn. We had a, a praying across Texas where people were praying for Texas, crying out to God, praying for this nation. And we saw Palestinian rights protesters with hateful signs for America and Israel basically saying, if America supports Israel, then we hate America, too. Um, It's very interesting if America will stand against that and not cave.
4: You know, Kathy, that is right. And one of the things that I – and I know, Edna, I want you to address this as well – is that uh, we agreed – that the protesters uh, had the right to be Absolutely. there.
6: Absolutely.
4: Uh, but the message they brought was one of hate, mm-hmm. so totally opposite of the message of Jesus.
6: Mm-hmm. With uh, God has said that we should love those that, that hate us, that despisefully use us. So even though they have a message that is perceived as hate, uh, we still love them because that's what we do. As Christians, we love all people. But it doesn't mean we always accept and tolerate or accept what they do. Uh, you know, I want to address to your words on the democracy. You know, we have always do what's right because we have a standard. And our nation, unlike any others, is built on a standard. That is God's word. And so uh, we have a republic. And so when you build a nation on a democracy, it waves with the, with the opinion of the people. Mm-hmm. And that's what a lot of people don't understand today because we live in a republic, not a democracy. And it's, a lot of times the words are interchanged because it's, it's hard sometimes for people to know the difference. But it's a representative government. And we need to remember that the reason we have a republic is that we, we founded this nation on the word of God Counter to what some people may believe, that is where it comes from, and that's the laws that we have. All governments are religious, and our government is, and all governments are founded on some basic forms of rules or laws, and ours are formed on what the Ten Commandments in the Bible says. And as long as we maintain that foundation, we can never fall. But the, the uh, strikes against us is what happens. And so, you know, when what we try to do as far as when people say they hate you, I mean, we're perceived as hate. If you say something about somebody, you're perceived as hate, and that's just not true. Uh, it's just it's, it's something that's been heav- heavily politicized. can't say it heavily politicized in our world today. That if you speak against this particular thing or issue or person, then you hate, and that's just the media using those things to stir up more trouble. Well, you know,
4: one of the things that we did, uh, Judge uh, Edna, is we knew they were coming. Uh, because mm-hmm. the preservation board, mm-hmm. you know, advised us of that. Yeah. And there were some very strict guidelines that mm-hmm. they gave them and that we had as well. But when we got there at eight about eight fifteen or eight twenty, uh, that Saturday morning, uh, they were already walking the grounds. And so what we did is we did what Christ calls us to do. Mm-hmm. Pray for those yeah. who despitefully use you mm-hmm. and abuse you. And so we pray that the royalty of Jesus Christ would become visible and evident in their lives. And the things that we actually were praying for was, uh, the first thing was the reign of the Lord Jesus Christ mm-hmm. in our government, in our families, mm-hmm. uh, in all seven centers of power. And then that the Lord would rain his rain, rain showers on this nation so that we could be strong, that every part of our, our culture would be uh, cared for you know our farmers and all of those and so as we did that we had it was a great experience for me Mm -hmm. to see how God put this obstacle there that could cause great, great danger, and we were praying for protection and provision.
6: Because we live in a land where people have the right to speak out of their opinions, and that should never change, and regardless of what people say, and it's like the, the, the a religion, we live in a country where you can practice a religion of your choice, and the, the Constitution said that the government will not form a religion, but we have the freedom to express our religion, and
4: that's the way it should always be. Well, one of the things that I wanted us to touch on a little bit today uh, uh, is that Israel is the gateway. It has gates all around him. Mm-hmm. And Linda, I know that is, is the title of your book, The Gates of Redemption. Jesus Christ came to the heart of the Jewish people because God promised, and Kathy read that scripture, that was scripture to the old covenant people, that one day God would sing someone that would change their heart, would bring them power to live. And so we still pray for that for
7: Israel. Absolutely, all the time. And I'm seeing such a one... Warmth and of friendship, uh, while I was over there i I have uh, uh, connections with some Orthodox Jews that are very biblical, very bible, and they 're so respectful on, and wanting to know more about jesus and, and 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 they see us as grafted together and The thing is, we started this out this morning. Uh, talking about family and the structure of family and if we look at John 3.16 for God so loved the world he saw one family one family of love but he gave us the freedom to choose and to pick I have Jewish friends over there and they said you know what we don't want to destroy those are our cousins those are Mm -hmm. you know they speak in family terms of love and so I think if we just look at that it's because God so loved that he gave his only son. He's the price that was paid for all of us. And so that's what redeems us. That's what we're purchased at a price, the price of love. So if you knew you were purchased for the price of love, wouldn't you want to be loving? This doesn't mean we have to agree all the time. We can agree to disagree, and that's okay. And I do love Judge South that you brought up. We are free to speak. And if you looked uh, on the TV that day where they talked about, the news did that coverage. They asked the Jewish people, what do you think about the Palestinians um, uh, gathering together down at the state capitol? And they said, they have the right. Mm -hmm. And we are thankful that they did it peacefully and there was no violence done. So you see, we're we're trying to do this with compassion and love. That's
4: redemption. That is redemption. And one of the things that that we really want to nail today is that we are called by God to pray for Jerusalem, to pray for Israel. And we don't have that animosity, even though they don't know him. They don't know his story or know why he came. And we want to talk about that a little bit, about some of the warnings, some of the signs that we are seeing today that this is real. And one of those, I think, this week, or last week, I guess it was, was uh, the Hamas themselves had been shooting the missiles over into Jerusalem and they've got this thing called the dome
7: mm-hmm.
4: what mm-hmm. is that? The dome that that is a thing that um, prevents the missiles from hitting the ground and it, it makes them go another way and so what happened was is they shot one of those missiles toward Jerusalem and God turned it around and the headline said their God is changing the directions of the missiles. Mm-hmm. Now, that, you know, when they recognize that Israel has a God different from the one they have, that is headline news. Amen. And it is something for us to pray about. I only mention that. We want to come back uh, after we take our break and do a wrap up on this about what it is that we can expect. As far as Christians are concerned, they'll come out of the state of Israel because there are some warnings and there are some seasons that we can look at and read for a time such as this right after this.
0: Day after day, we are constantly hearing about how bad everything is. Isn't it about time to hear about what's right and good? Isn't it time for some good news? If your answers are yes, then you need the Good News Journal. The Good News Journal is published by KTXW's own Evelyn Davidson. The Good News Journal is an inspirational, patriotic journal published by monthly to bring you God's good news. The Good News Journal, 249-6535, or read it online at thegoodnewsjournal.net.
9: Hi, this is Steve Washburn, pastor at First Baptist Church, Pflugerville. We're the ones who just built that beautiful new 33,000-square-foot worship center there on Pecan Street, just as you town. Say, listen, if you're looking for a church home, I wish you'd come check us out. Lots of other folks sure are. Daniel Ruclew is one of the area's most gifted choral directors, and he has reinvented one of the only genuinely traditional worship services in the area for those of you who are boomers and long to return to the joyful worship of your youth. Listen, Google us at First Baptist Pflugerville, and come see us.
3: Was your website built by a programmer or a marketer? It makes a difference, a huge difference. Think Marketing is a local boutique ad agency that builds websites around you, your business, and your customers. This approach is Y-O-U-centric. Visit ThinkMarketingTexas.com to learn more. That's ThinkMarketingTexas.com. It won't cost you to sit down and find out how you can have a website that looks fantastic while making you money. Come on, isn't it time to update your website? ThinkMarketingTexas.com marketing texas.com
0: you're listening to love talk with evelyn davison here at the bridge 1120 ktxw today's christian talk
5: and it's great being with you today this is kathy enderrock in the ktxw studios with evelyn davison judge edna stout and reverend linda chandler and uh, we are talking today about going out on our last segment talking about Israel and what is happening in Israel and why is Israel important in today's world and as uh, Christians and Christian leaders in the United States, how does this impact us and how should this be directing our lives? Um, You know, Evelyn, we were talking during the break about um, Israel being important because The Jewish people are called God's promised inheritors. We have to pay attention. When God calls out a certain people, we need to pay attention to that. Jerusalem was chosen by God to be Jesus' hometown. This is where our Savior, Son of God, he was born in Jerusalem. That's amazing. Um, It is the birthplace and life place of God's love plan, Jesus. And why did Jesus come? We talked about God so loved the world. Linda, you mentioned that he loved the whole world, not just um, the Jewish people, not just Israel, not just um, this Western civilization that we would refer to Europe and America, but he loves the Middle East. Oh, my gosh. I mean, he looks at the Middle East and that beautiful land and the Nile River, God so loved them. And um, he has a plan for Israel. He opens our faith in Jesus through his promised plan of redemption. And Jesus said, I have come that you might have life. And Jesus speaks those words to um, the people of Islam as well. And, I, you know, I learned so much from Thomas Doyle's um, book on um, dreams and visions. And he said... Um, We have a great opportunity here in the United States um, with all of the Muslims coming to the United States, all of these Muslim women that have hard hearts who have grown up thinking that no one sees them, that they have no value, that they're completely unimportant. Yet when we see them as Christians in the grocery store with their their head coverings, their, their burqas, we can look at them, look them in the eyes and smile at them and so as far as saying hello to them letting them know we see them they have value they are persons and softening their hearts so i'm looking forward um evelyn to just finishing off today wrapping some of this up
4: well you know kathy we uh, i'm old as i said earlier and you're young <laughs> <laughs> and i've seen a lot of things in a lifetime but i saw saturday that saturday uh edna what Jesus told us was coming, that there was going to be a time when it, these these two different uh, ways of life would come together, and that Jesus would come again, mm-hmm. and He would put everything everything under His control, and that we actually would be the footstool that He would, you know, He would put His feet on ground, mm-hmm. and we know from studying that that's going to happen in Jerusalem, mm-hmm. in in the court. In, in the wall of the city on the eastern, he said he will come from the east. But one of the things that I want us to hit just real quickly today is what are some of the signs that we're seeing that the time is getting close to when the, Jesus, when the Lord Jesus would come again? Linda, why don't you touch that first? What are some signs? You know, there's a new book called The Harbinger, and there are a couple of other ones out that deal with signs and seasons.
7: Well, I I think that what comes to me, um, and I'm going to take this imagery, the book of Joel talks about in the last days that the sun will darken and the moon will not give forth its light. And so we look at that as a physical thing. But, you know, what comes to me is we we talk about the Son of God. And so I, I think that sometimes we try to cover up what his mission was. So that would be darkening kind of the sun and that the moon would not give light. Well, we're the reflection of the sun's love and of his mission. And so sometimes I think that we're pushed into the corners. Judge Stout, you mentioned that so much with, you know, Christians, if we don't stand up, mm-hmm. if people don't see the message. if we, Kathy, you said if we don't smile at the people, if we don't show that the mission is still here through ourselves, then we have been darkened. And we're not going to give the reflection that God is real. People are looking Evelyn, for the reality of God. They're not looking for what church you go to or the church on this corner. They're looking that they want you to know, is God real? Is he real? And I'm going to tell you, he is alive and well throughout this world. And, and we're
4: seeing evidence of that, aren't we, Edna?
6: Yes, we are. Um, you know, it, it says that they will know us by our love, so I, I, think, I appreciate you saying that because it's very true. And in the end time, it says what's right is wrong, what's wrong is right. And that, to me, is one of the most evident things that I see, the, the of the most astounding things I see that are considered as right, and yet they are so wrong. And that is a very evidence. And a lot of the things it says, and brothers will turn against family and parents against children. And, and we see that happening too. But at the same time, there is always grace. And God says that when all these things are happening, when I was reading in Habakkuk, I think, this last week, it says that no, although these things are happening, you know, there's not, there's not any cows in the pen, there's not any fields, there's no olives on the trees, but yet I still will have faith I will still rejoice in the Lord because He's still our Savior and our eternal home.
5: You know, one of the, the, the biggest things we talk about just end times, signs, you know, Christ said that during those, those times, knowledge will greatly increase. Yes. Yes. And this is the, as a parent, as a mom for these girls, uh, they try to teach them the difference between knowledge and wisdom. You know, God says, hey, pray and ask me for wisdom. Pray and ask me for understanding But I don't believe he says, pray and ask me for knowledge. No, knowledge is going to increase in those times. And it is for us as parents to teach our kiddos that, you know, yes, people say knowledge is power. And if you want to be powerful, you'll have more knowledge. But knowledge will will not transform your life. Except, true. except for the knowledge of Jesus Christ. That is the only knowledge that is going to transform your life. And so as they go through and they're bombarded and gaining in all this knowledge, trying to teach them um, the difference with wisdom and understanding and applying what they know. And there is some knowledge out there that they, they, they don't need to have. They almost yes. need to protect their minds from
4: that is so true, Kathy. And, and you know, you have—you're that young mother. You've got those young children in your home, and these are the things that keep us so focused on doing what we do here on the bridge. We are Christian talk programming. We're the only one in Austin. I mean, we're strictly Christian talk, and so we—we just want to thank you both for being here with us today. And I know that. Um, uh, you face life and the heart issues every day of your life as you go to that bench. Mm-hmm. Uh, give us some real words of encouragement today for our young people and where we are and how great God's mercy and, and grace is.
6: Well, the young people today that I see, and, and I, I have two sets. I have those that are going someplace that are family-oriented that oriented and they're doing well and those that are not doing so well. It's when they realize that someone cares about them. And when they finally have that heart change and, like, uh, Kathy said, you can educate to the day end, but until they have that heart change and they realize in their heart that someone cares about. The old cliche is nobody cares how much you know until they know that you care. Nice. And it's very true. And then when they realize it as Christians that we love them and that they have value. You know, when we started the destruction of the children in the womb, we told them that they were not valuable. And they have lost so many of their kin, their friends that have been destroyed because they weren't valuable enough to keep. And so we have to continue to tell them that you are valuable. So no matter where you are, no matter what's going on with you, and I tell these students this in my courtroom, it doesn't matter what's happening in your family, it doesn't matter where you've been or where you're going, I can tell you you have value, that you are special, that you are precious, and that you are loved. And it's just trying to get them to understand that because when we have suicide rates going off the charts right now, we have to transfer that knowledge to people, young and old, um, young men and young women alike, that you do have value and that your life is valuable. And that's, that's the message that every student needs to hear, how valuable and how precious that they are, regardless of
4: who they are. Well, thank you, JJ. Uh Give us a, a telephone number or something that people can call you. Uh, if they are looking for, uh, for some good, wise counsel. well, as I say, It's
6: probably the same one that I get called on a regular basis for someone who's needing some counsel. Yes. It's uh, 512-260-4219.
4: 4219. Mm-hmm. Well, we certainly thank you for being with us today. And, and Pastor Linda, uh, you know, one of the things that, that I hear real often, and we hear it in our churches, uh, we hear it in their prayer groups. We hear it everywhere we go is, what difference does my life make? What difference can I make? And there's a scripture that we prayed, and we're praying across Texas from Second Chronicles 7.14. It says this, if you will do this, then I will do this. God says that if, and he said that to Israel, Solomon, if you do this, then I will do this. If you will humble yourself before me and repent and turn your way, then I will hear you and I heal your land. How important is that with the plan, love plan of Jesus
7: Christ? Well, I think it's the most important because we're on a mission here for him. And that we uh, know that our life is valuable. You may be very well the only you may be the miracle that somebody is waiting to hear from you may be the voice that god can use at some point so as we humble ourselves and we accept jesus christ as our lord and savior and we understand the price that he of redemption he paid he purchased us with his love And he conquered death so that we would live for eternity. So we're learning how to reign here on earth. And we're learning how to um, be um, his understudies, if you would, but to be in a grand mission to do great and wonderful things. Because when we get to heaven, it's not going to be by all the toys that we owned and all the things that we've uh, come to think that's so valuable. It's going to be by the actions of our lives that we present to the King of Kings. Give us your phone number. 512 203 7293.
4: 7293. Well, thank you, Pastor Lynn, and thank you, Kathy, for a great day today. today. We would say, if you'd like to get in touch with us, give us a call on our love line at 249 6535. That's 512 249 6535, and on the website.
5: You can always reach us at www.lovetalknetwork.com. We look forward to, to seeing you there.
4: Thank you so much for joining us today and pray that today you will understand that God has chosen you. If you've heard this message today, he has a plan for your life. See you again next week for Love Talk.